You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, we've got good news on Deontay Foreman, plus our NFL expert, fantasy guru Andy Rio, stops by for his weekly wisdom on the Texans and the week's best matchups. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And the major news today, Deontay Foreman started practicing. So the Texans now have 21 days before they have to put him on the 53-man roster. The big thing for Deontay will just be getting an NFL shape. He's coming back from a torn Achilles. And as we've said before, make sure you're tempering your expectations. There isn't a good history of NFL running backs recovering fully from an Achilles injury. More good news also from the Texans. Jonathan Joseph named uh, or nominated for uh, the 2018 Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. Congrats to J. Joe. And if you don't remember what this award is about, it honors the NFL player who best demonstrates the qualities of on-field sportsmanship, including fair play, respect for the game, and his opponents and, and integrity in competition. He was the Texans honoree, 32 honorees, one from each team. So good for J. Joe. And uh, with that, we'll bring in Andy Rio for Fantasy Takes and NFL Insight. Andy brings two decades of experience writing for fantasy publications and websites. You'll find his weekly article on our website, as always, at LockedOnTexans.com. And Andy, did Coach O'Brien ever tell you that you'll never last more than three years as a fantasy writer? <laughs> Can't say as though he did, no. Yeah, he's uh, he's taking it out on everybody, and everybody's looking for revenge. Uh, I- I'm a little shocked the Texans are favored by three over the Redskins. C- can the Texans fans actually dream of seven games in a row? What do you think? Sure, absolutely. I, I mean... Washington has certainly been a, if you're a Redskins fan, a pleasant surprise, but this is not a frightening team. Uh, I think I mentioned in my article that in three of the last four games, Alex Smith has thrown for exactly 178 yards in those games. They don't put up a lot of points. Uh, they're content to be old school, for lack of a better uh, term. Uh, this is a team that would fit in in the older days of football, not this high-scoring era. They are definitely an anomaly. Uh, It's not going to be an easy game for the Texans by any stretch of the imagination. They're going to have to bottle up Adrian Peterson and force Alex Smith to beat them, which would play into their hands since Washington's offensive line has been depleted by injuries. But if the Texans can score 21 points, and certainly they are capable of that, then they have a really good chance of winning this game. Andy, this week, Demarius Thomas might actually know the playbook. Uh, Should you start him in your fantasy league? Is he a a one or a two wide receiver on your roster at this point? He's probably more of a YR3, but yes, I would go ahead and give him a start. Uh, Washington's defense certainly has a good reputation overall, but if we go back to week nine, Matt Ryan threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns against them. And last week, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for 406 yards. Tampa had horrible turnovers throughout the game, but they could have easily beaten Washington. The Redskins scored just 16 points, and that's a very bad Buccaneers defense overall. So, yeah, I would go ahead and roll with Thomas. 
Adrian Peterson lives right here in the offseason. His kids go to the same school as some of the Texans players. Is he a sort of revenge play for fantasy owners looking for revenge? Is that a, is that a good thing uh, as far as uh, NFL fantasy goes? Well, there is a narrative known as a revenge game. Um, it often comes up when somebody plays their former team. So Peterson, of course, has never played for the Texans. And, you know, he likes this area. I mean, he chooses to live here in the offseason. He's from Texas, of course. He may very well have a decent game, but I don't think there's a revenge game narrative here at play. Yeah, just I guess the fact that he wanted to play for the Texans, and I think he was sort of advocating for that in the offseason. They just didn't seem all that interested in him. I mean, Bill O'Brien had to answer some questions about that this week. Well, in all fairness, there were a lot of teams that did not show interest in Adrian Peterson. And I, in all honesty, did not think he was going to do a whole lot in Washington. I'm more than willing to admit I was wrong on that. He has uh, looked very good at times. There have been other times he has looked his age, but uh, certainly he's been a key cog for this Redskins team. Yeah, I guess the difference with Texans fans is just that, you know, they're second and third string running well particularly their third string running back they've got two guys that only played special teams playing third string running back the first few games of the season with the without deandre foreman who we mentioned earlier uh so do you feel like the texans will win this game what's your prediction i think they will win it i think it's going to be probably about a seven point victory something in that range Let's see. Uh, this is kind of a little bit off the uh, ledger for what we usually talk about. But, you know, are you ready for the Lamar Jackson era to begin in Baltimore? I mean, that sounds kind of exciting to to see what he can do finally as a quarterback and not just, you know, kind of a one one off guy that you throw in there every now and then on the offense. Yes, I am very excited to see what Lamar Jackson can bring to the table. I was a big fan of him at Louisville. Uh, certainly the uh, Louisville program is missing him, to say the very least. Uh, there are a lot of turmoil up there, but uh, very excited to see what he can bring to the table. He is one of those dual-threat quarterbacks. He may yet be a better fantasy player because of his rushing ability, but, hey, it's worked for Cam Newton for a lot of years, and if he can produce as a passer in the same manner Cam can eventually – then he's going to be really interesting to watch. Really good. Man, I can't wait to look at this week's game of the week, uh, maybe the game of the year. But just a quick reminder that if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, tell your friends. Let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, so many ways to, to listen to us on a daily basis. You can also support us by sharing our show links with your social media followers. We're seeing that a little bit recently, which is great to see. Take a few seconds, rate us on iTunes, say something nice if you're enjoying it, especially. And uh, you can also email LockedOnTexans at mail.com for questions or comments. Uh, got a recent uh, email that looking forward to dive into in the next couple of weeks. We'll get to that. But uh, just it's again, it's LockedOnTexans at mail.com. And it's a great way for us to bring you into the Texans conversation. Andy, I'm not sure there's a Monday night game we've been anticipating more than the Rams versus the Chiefs. And actually, forget Monday night. Is this the most fun game of the season? I guess, I don't know if this is the best matchup, but for just flat out fun, this, it seems like the, the game of the year, right? Sure. I mean, there's a lot at stake in this one. It may very well be a Super Bowl preview. Both teams, of course, uh, in position to have a home field throughout the playoffs. That probably means more to 
Kansas City, it's safe to say that they have more of a home field edge than the Rams do at this point. But yeah, very fun game. Uh, it was nice that they moved it to Los Angeles. Uh, we didn't want to see anybody uh, getting hurt over those horrible field conditions at Azteca Stadium in Mexico City. This will be the first game for the Rams where they will not have Cooper Cup, their outstanding second-year receiver. He suffered a torn ACL uh, in the victory Sunday over Seattle. Uh, when he was out uh, earlier this year, uh, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, who are already solid fantasy starters, uh, were more involved. If there's anybody that's going to come up as a sleeper for the Rams, it's Josh Reynolds, who has Texas ties. He played at Texas A&M and before that at Jay High School in San Antonio. He is going to take over Cup spot in the lineup. Uh, he's going to have a lower uh, fantasy ceiling uh, than either Woods or Cooks, but it is noting that he scored two touchdowns back in week eight uh, when Cup was out uh, in that narrow victory over Green Bay, obviously a controversial loss for the Packers. I remember Ty Montgomery fumbling before he was dealt uh, to Baltimore. Uh, but yeah, Mahomes and Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mentioned Woods and Cooks, Kareem Hunt, of course. Just so much star power in this one. It, it's going to be very fun. Hopefully, it'll turn out to be one of those, you know, 38 to 35 type games and, uh, just very exciting. I mean, I, I think if you're a football fan, this is the type of game you dream of. Yeah, a lot of fantasy games are going to be decided on Monday night for sure. And Yes, after last week when there were considerably fewer because there's not as many Giants or 49ers on rosters. In this case, yeah, uh, Monday night is going to decide a lot of seasons here because we're very close to the fantasy playoffs. Man, who could have ever guessed field conditions would be a problem in Mexico City? Oh, wait, how about everybody who saw the Texans and the Raiders two years ago? <laughs> Let's see, uh, the field was slippery. We had the Brock Eisweiler with a laser pointer aimed at his face during the game. They were chanting homophobic slurs. They were turning flyers into paper airplanes and throwing them on the field. The teams were bringing in their own food to the hotel because banned steroids were in the hotel food. I mean, Andy, it sounds like the NFL totally learned their lessons. Let's just go back to Mexico City. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> well, they may not be racing to do that again in the future. Hey, there is no bigger game for us Texans fans uh, and followers uh, than the Colts and the Titans. Do you think that the Colts are actually the biggest divisional threat to the Texans? How are you looking at this game and how are you looking at the division right now? Well, Tennessee sure impressed me by beating New England. Um, and it's not only the fact that they beat New England, it's that they routed New England. But we can't dismiss what Indianapolis has done. They've won three in a row and Andrew Luck is looking like a franchise quarterback all over again. Um, I would say just based on the fact that, you know, the the quality wins, I guess you could say, go to the Titans overall, especially with this uh, New England triumph. But And, of course, they also beat the Texans earlier this season, whereas the Texans have a head-to-head -head victory over the Colts in that uh, famous game where Frank Wright went for it late in overtime. I would still say the Titans, because of that head-to-head -head victory over Houston, still constitute the biggest threats to the Texans. But this is easily a game Indianapolis can win at home. So I think they're both threats, really. But given that the Texans already have one triumph over the Colts and can easily take the head-to-head -head while they're looking at a split with Tennessee, and then you get into other factors there, 
Uh, I would still give the Titans the nod as the biggest threat, especially since Tennessee has the better defense of those two teams. Yeah, the head-to-head thing. that You make a great point right there. You know, at this point in the season, Andy, you start having those games you call loser goes home. In other words, whoever takes the L can pretty much start looking at next year. Hard to believe a healthy Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team would have that kind of game in just Week 10, but he's playing the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and both teams, Andy, Boy, they need this one bad. Yeah, I, I mean, at 4-4-1, four, four and one, uh, Green Bay is probably in a little bit better shape than Seattle because they're not that far off the pace and they will still play Minnesota and Chicago again. The Seahawks have to go the wild card route. They've been swept by the Rams, those two close losses by a total of seven points uh, between them. It, it's really more of a desperation situation in many ways for the Seahawks but at the same time, the Packers can't really afford a loss either. I mean, you don't want to be 4-5-1 and one after 10 games. Uh, I, I think Green Bay, though, at least has a better outlook going into this one. Seattle has to recuperate after that tough loss to the Rams where Green Bay dis- dismantled Miami. Uh, Aaron Jones was phenomenal in that one, rushing for 145 yards and two touchdowns. If he can keep up the pace to go along with their passing game, yeah, Green Bay – certainly should be a threat i think in many ways seattle uh viewed this year as a retooling year and even if they fall short of the playoffs uh, they certainly have maintained uh competitiveness during this and they certainly could win this game but i kind of tend to like green bay a little bit more in this one let me see uh that's three of your five best games this week andy for those who Want to hear about the final two of the top five? Just go to LockedOnTexans.com for the piece. And in just a bit, Andy's got some advice to help improve your fantasy team. But first, uh, just a reminder to make sure you follow LockedOnNFLNet on Twitter. That is our big-time feed for the entire uh, podcast as far as the NFL Network is concerned. So we got one for every NFL show. So you get all of the local experts in our Locked On NFL Network on one feed. It's amazing when all the games are going on or even when there's breaking news. Same same address on Instagram, Locked On NFL Net. Follow it on Instagram. And the cool thing about Instagram is you get these perfect bite-sized audio content over there. So, uh, you know, you'll get the sort of the key parts of some of the stories that the different uh, teams are following, the different Lockdown podcasts are following. So you get a little bit of everything with both of those. Uh, make sure you follow Lockdown NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Andy, if I need help on my fantasy team this week, who do I hire? Who's your go-to people uh, that you're looking to grab off the waiver wire? Well, we mentioned one already if he gets the opportunity to start this week, and there's still some questions about Joe Flacco's health and you know, it's possible the Ravens might even give RG3 a look. I still think that's probably a long shot given Jackson was their first round pick. But yeah, Lamar Jackson, we talked about him uh, earlier on, certainly is worth a look. Um, we all know that the Eli Manning era is going to end in the near future in the Big Apple. But he flashed back to his glory days with that nice come from behind win. Uh, Monday night uh, over San Francisco, and he gets to take on Tampa Bay's terrible defense this week. So uh, for old time's sakes, Eli certainly could be added to your roster. And I, and I mentioned 
an interesting point in my article. This is probably something in many ways to note for dynasty owners. Uh, we all know there's been a lot of debate about the Giants not taking a quarterback in the first round earlier this year. But if the Giants were to take a signal caller in 2019, which now seems to be a likely scenario, think about the talent that that quarterback is going to step in and work with. Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. are superstars. Evan Ingram is a good tight end. Sterling Shepard is another quality wide receiver. If you're in a dynasty league and you're looking at a quarterback next year, uh, you know they would have to just take somebody like Nathan Peterman to fail with that supporting cast. And I mentioned Buffalo and the article i mean you know that's a team i mean peterman obviously was horrible but the whole supporting cast they gave josh allen to work with was garbage that's not the way you uh, bring a rookie quarterback into the league the giants may yet end up playing this just perfectly because a young quarterback is going to step in he would have been in good shape stepping in with beckham and ingram and shepherd and now they've got barkley too uh, as far as other players to potentially add this week, I mentioned Theo Riddick uh, for PPR leagues, uh, the Detroit running back. They may be without Marvin Jones this week. And, of course, they had traded away Golden Tate. So Riddick uh, probably will be a factor in the passing game. I suspect they're going to be playing from behind some against an angry Carolina team. Uh, Kenny Galladay will certainly get a lot of looks for the Lions, but uh, Riddick is certainly going to pitch in as well uh friendly reminder uh arizona good uh, streaming defense this week against the raiders and baltimore uh, gets a weakened cincinnati offense this week and they get the raiders next week uh, a lot of leagues baltimore is still going to be on rosters but they're going to be some leagues where the ravens are out there as well well we usually ask you to hand out a pink slip or two to our failing fantasy players but last week you got rid of an nfl ho- head coach you fired him this week you're trying to switch sports on us, Andy. Yes, that's right. Uh, I, I also play fantasy basketball. I know that uh, some of our other fantasy football players also play fantasy basketball. And yes, uh, my recommendation, and this is also a recommendation of the Rockets at large, just go ahead and cut ties with Carmelo Anthony. Oh, it's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, also wanted to ask you because uh, Le'Veon Bell, um, man, he is uh, – He's on the guys that you, you'd you want to fire this week for obvious reasons. Word is his teammates were actually divvying up his shoes today as we record this Wednesday. What do you think happens with him this offseason? Does he stay with the Steelers or what, what happens there? No, I don't think there is any way in the world he is back with the Steelers, especially given the emergence of James Conner. It will be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, obviously, there's a lot that can still happen between – now and then, um, you know, teams could easily, uh, you know, somebody could lose a running back for a serious injury before now and then. Uh, I really don't have any predictions at this point as to where he will go without seeing how the rest of the season plays out and, uh, you know, what changes may be happening with some coaching staffs around the league. But, no, I don't think there is any way at all uh, he goes back to the Steelers. Yeah, the only other big name running back that I saw on the free agent market was Melvin Gordon. And that, and that guy is having a great season, obviously. So I'm sure the Chargers will uh, do everything they can to keep him around. Yes, he's he's been phenomenal this year. Yeah, so Bell's going to be out there. And, and I, I guess if 
you want a running back in free agency. He's a guy, you know, some teams have got to be interested in. Um, Boy, that's all we got for this week. Uh, Just a reminder, go to LockedOnTexans.com for more advice from Andy. Always good to catch up with you, my friend. Let's do this again next week. All right, sounds good. All right, LockedOnTexans.com. We keep mentioning it. We keep adding people, Nathan, Andy, Brandon, Calvin, tons of people over on the site right now. Uh, Don't forget, over on my Houston Sports Talk podcast this week, talk to uh, RG Seal, my regular co-host. We just went over everything, Astros and Rockets, and as well as Texans. Talk a little Texans over there as well. So just a a mishmash of everything that's going on in Houston sports this week. We did a good hour, so it had been a couple of weeks for the two of us, so I hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, Probably not going to talk to you guys again until the post-game show on Sunday, but make sure you're back for that one. We'll get that one up as quickly as possible after the game. So keep an eye out for it. Listen to it on your way to work. If, if you don't listen to it on Sunday night, on Monday morning, hope you enjoy it. But that's all we got for this one. Uh, unless something crazy happens, we'll talk to you again in a couple of days. Have a good weekend, everybody. And as always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day.